0: Hi, Jennifer. Hi.
1: Welcome to podcast number four. I love it. I love it. And I'm, you're it. in your office by yes, yourself.
0: Yay. Yes.
1: And I'm in front of Mount Kailash in Western Tibet.
0: You look And very-
1: my isolation cap, Alcatraz.
0: Not. that. I love it. And
1: uh, some golden. Um, Robes, in honor of the person I thought we'd invite today to our podcast.
0: It's wonderful. I'm colorful? colorful, but you can't really see. Anyway.
1: Kind of princey. So, a couple of show and tells. Look at that. Architecture of the <laughs> yeah. Afterlife. Well, I it disappeared.
2: That.
1: Isn't that cool? Look how big it is. Oh, my God. It's huge. You can really stop any door in America with that. And here, in case somebody attacks you, um your car can make this and stop that look at that
2: oh, you have them i have a copy they arrived
1: to they arrived oh my today gosh,
2: i love it
1: look how gorgeous that is courtesy of Raphael the painter oh my goodness of his painting Isn't that great see the little baby angels down there looking at like yeah. bored out of their minds
0: oh my gosh okay tell everybody i haven't seen it before so I I you just told me that it was done but
1: I, have to- I I told yes. So you're seeing it as I'm seeing it. Look how gorgeous that is. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. I
0: can't wait to get my hands on it. I must up. say
1: and then I just went through it. I really just went through the whole freaking thing and I it was almost like I was I've never had this experience before of looking at something I wrote without, you know, feeling like, "What do I do? Mistakes." It was like, "Oh my god, this is really something." I read- our best one yet. It'll be red, I predict. Well, well, we'll insist on it 100 years from now. People will, well, we'll be haunting them and saying, yeah. don't you think it's time to pick up Backstage Pass number three? <laughs> Anyways, okay. let me jump in.
2: Okay.
1: I love you madly.
0: Yes, ditto.
1: Um, we've had some unusual conversations this past week. You're um, helping people, missing person cases, which is what you do when you're not having fun talking to the flip side with me.
0: Yeah, it, it comes in spurts, it feels like. I'll go weeks without a missing person case, and then boom, everybody has one.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I feel bad for everybody, you know. It's, but yeah. the reason we've talked about this and dealt with it is because we're trying to hack the afterlife, show people... That you don't have to find somebody else to help you access your loved ones on the flip side. And along those lines, I thought uh, we would talk to two different characters. Two different worlds of thought. But they're similar, as we'll find out. Okay. And I'm going to save the Alpha and Omega for later. I hope he doesn't mind. I'm going to start with something that's a little obscure for our audience, but it just popped into my radar this past week. I was reading a book about a uh, Tibetan Buddha. He was an enlightened monk who lived in the 1400s, late 1300s, 1400s. And when I was reading this book that I had purchased, a guy named Tupten Jinpa wrote it. He's the uh, translator for the Dalai Lama. Okay, it's, it's that big. And it's been sitting next to my bed for a while and I finally picked it up. And then as I was going through it, I suddenly saw this flip side reference. And I thought, if this is accurate, that this this person, Tsongkhapa was his name, Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the middle of his life, he started ch- channeling or talking to the flip side yes. with a particular Tibetan deity. And I thought, if he can do it, he's doing exactly what we're doing. Right. So, we've done this before. I asked you to bring forward uh, somebody named Padmasambhava. We talked about him. I think he's, he's in this and he's in architecture as well. Um, but that's not who I'm going to ask for today. And plus, we spoke to the 13th Dalai Lama, which most people would be like, I don't understand what you're talking about.
2: That's so crazy. But what
1: we talked to is the higher self, the, the part that hasn't come and incarnated, is always back home. So in that construct, the 13th Dalai Lama is accessible, but so is the... 12th and 11th and night, going all the way back, you see? So it's a wonderful chapter in this book. But today I want to talk to, and if Luana will allow us, and Luana, of course, is our guide on the flip side. Luana, let me ask, is today a good day to talk to Sangkapa?
0: Okay, is Sangkapa the Indian, is there an Indian? Because I just got a black and white photo, so it's not Indian, but and I know you were just talking about the Tibetan monks. I
2: understand yeah.
1: that.
0: So I'm not trying to be it, but... When you no, no,
1: let's unpack it. What are you seeing?
0: Well, when you were describing the, um, uh, the 13th Dalai Lama, you know, I, another picture popped into my head that was black and white. And it looked like it reminded me of the person we talked to that the knife or something went missing or like... Something that he had, went, or not missing. Well, we did
1: speak to the 13th. It's a black and white photo. He's got a little thin mustache. Is yeah. that what you're seeing?
0: But is he with somebody that has long hair?
1: Uh, what color hair? Dark. Dark. Dark hair. Well, it's possible. Let's, let's okay. allow this. But that's why I say let's. I'm
2: feeling the
0: Indian chief. I'm feeling the guy that we talked to. Oh,
1: sitting bowl. OK, very good. Sitting bowl. That's interesting yeah well let's allow well let's allow in our classroom because sitting bowl is in here the chapter is called sitting shiva with sitting bowl so let's ask him sitting bowl have you shown up today because you're a part of our class and you're just curious or what
2: yeah
1: Okay, okay very good Luana, i'm gonna ask you whether or not we can talk to Sangkapa or do you want us to talk to somebody else instead? She's like, don't make me like, she was like, went out and got him. Like, why would you like not talk to him? <laughs> well, that's why I'm saying sitting bolt, my friend. You're going to have to sit, st- sit over to the side, one chair over. Let's let Sangkapa sit down.
0: No, he's just saying that he's been infiltrating your dream state.
1: Okay, and that's why he's been bugging me. So that's why I thought let's ask him. So I have very specific questions to ask him. Okay. And let's just see what he says. So
2: give me
0: pronounce his name again. Son.
1: T S-O-N-G song. Or think of S-O-N-G song Kappa. Uh Like Frank Capra without the R. Song Kappa. Okay. And my friend, I'm gonna ask you some questions. Okay. Is this accurate that when you were about 20 years old, you started Speaking directly to, through your friend, Umapa, the deity known as Manjushri. Is that accurate?
0: Yeah, he was really young when he started talking to him, like really young.
1: Really young. Ah, which one? Tsongkhapa Umapa. Umapa was his friend who also started speaking to him when he was very young. But it could be either one. Are you referring to yourself?
0: What was the, lot, the Like other Uma
1: one? with a yeah. pa. That. Okay, yes. so Umapa, when he was a child, had a vision of this guy, Manjushri.
0: Yeah, it was a child. He showed me being a child.
1: Okay, but let's ask Sonkapa. When did you first encounter Manjushri? When you Maybe. were a little kid well, or older? Okay.
2: A little kid hearing stories. Mm-hmm. I got nine.
0: So
1: uh, I don't he was nine 30. or nine. Nine? When he was about nine years old, he was in the monastery and his teacher gave him a mantra of Manjushri. And he oh. said it many, 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 many times every day for okay. the rest of his life. So, so I just want to clarify, this is you, and I also want to ask you questions about your journey. He says it was,
2: some, oh,
1: well, well, here's what I want to ask you, my friend. At some point, you're, who greeted you when you crossed over? Who was there to greet you?
0: Oh, many monks that died.
1: Many, many. monks. And you was were it, somebody who... Sorry?
0: Was there a war where a lot of monks died? I know there was, but was there...
1: Well, there were a lot of monks that followed him or were focused on him and a lot of monks that he focused on. And I'm going to ask him about one or two in particular. So I'm going to, I'm going to say these names that Jennifer doesn't know what the heck I'm talking about, but this is a proof of concept. Okay. We did an interview with Kobe Bryant in Italian and he answered questions in Jennifer's mind. So in this case, I'm going to ask Cappa. Um, Okay. When you were working on the finer points of emptiness, you focused on someone named Nagarjuna, Nagarjuna and other people. Was that accurate when you got to the flip side? When you got back home, were you, was that accurate, that vision of emptiness, or was it a little bit different than you imagined?
0: A little bit different.
1: And if you could just tell us how so. How was it different? Was it inaccurate or was it almost accurate?
0: Close. It was,
1: it was very close. close. Let me ask you this. You're probably not aware of our conversations with Luana before, but we've talked about dark matter and dark energy. Well, the, that's,
0: what he, that's what he was showing me. He said he just kept on showing me energy when, we were just, when you were talking about it. Okay emptiness
1: but yeah so Jennifer has elucidated that when she talks to people on the flip side she's seeing almost like an emanation of them rather than a physical full figure and we've talked to people on the other side that this is related to dark energy and dark matter dark meaning just unknown
0: unknown energy that it's the space well it's the space it used was-
1: to occupy the space before so in the vision of emptiness this is a profoundly buddhist concept you're also talking about the energy of the object that used to occupy that space correct correct so like if we're talking about a table and then the table is gone the table still exists because its energy of its form in time still exists in that space and plus the atoms are all agreeing to participate So there's space between them. Is that correct?
2: Oh, this is interesting. By what? It also gets destroyed. And mind you, energy doesn't get destroyed, but.
0: Transformed. Right. Oh, I know this
2: is, hold on. I know, I know. Hold on. Show me again. Or what? If, okay,
0: if where it came from was destroyed, and I got shown trees being cut down. Okay. So... Yes, it gets evolved into something else. And that's why our, oh, that makes so, well, obviously, it makes so much sense. We're destroying our planet. We're destroying the energy. We're, we're making those energies go away.
1: Okay. But I mean, I think he's also saying he's just showing the trees used to be there and they still exist there even after they've been cut down. Yes. And in terms of fixing the planet, we need to plant more trees. We've heard that consistently throughout. Yeah.
2: So let that. me ask
1: you, let me ask you some other esoteric questions. So I want to shift a little bit here, Tsongkhapa, which is at some point you were conversing with Manjushri, who is known as a Buddha of wisdom. So I okay. wonder if you could bring him to sit he next would. to you. So
2: I, he
0: showed me in a way that I would know, like one of the Krishna goddesses, so it was a Buddha of wisdom. I know that you're talking about the real Buddha, correct? No,
1: I'm talking about somebody else, actually somebody else. We've talked to the real Buddha, Shakyamuni Siddhartha. Siddhartha, yeah,
0: okay.
1: And unusual, I was just looking at that chapter uh, last night, and it was unusual because I asked him if he regretted anything about his life, and you answered, he's telling me he regrets not repairing the relationship with his father. And if people who have studied Buddhism, they'll know what that means, but people who have not, will not. So it's okay. It's all right. But in terms of Manjushri, who is considered to be another Buddha, let's just call him that. I want to ask him some specific questions. Can you bring him forward, Tsongkhapa? Yes. Yeah. And what do you see visually when I ask that? Is it a light? Is it a person? I
0: I felt it could be as, I don't know, I got weather. Like, I just got a storm happening. Clearly it's raining right now, but I got him being as, it's a light. It's a light that can go through anything.
1: Okay, like a light. But we're asking, so I'd like to ask Manjushri some questions. Luana, is this okay? Yes. Okay. So Manjushri. Did you exist on the planet where you have you incarnated here on earth ever
2: I felt like he might have but he died when he was like five, like there was
0: some element of him possibly living here, but I felt like then he's shown me lots of different people, so
1: people names you don't know, but do they look? like avatars kind of things
0: no but hear me out hold on a second i his made okay thank you he's showing me also something that's the last night um no not a physical person not a okay
1: physical. so let's he he
0: he, me in the hearts of everybody so, uh, a so he's of, a,
1: it's like that is what he's known as a heart and, buddha
0: okay i didn't know that he just showed me the hearts of everybody and so i'm like oh i'm thinking did you reincarnate you know he's
1: like no well, i i want to get to that which is that's how he's known now uh, he's a buddha of wisdom and compassion so he right. would be in the hearts of everyone but i my question to you sir is have you ever incarnated in another realm
2: he just showed me vanishing like from like i and that
0: sounds so cliche because we're talking about buddha energy like just
1: vanishing from a cave like just being gone no but i'm i'm asking have you ever incarnated i mean as a being or a light being do you come from another realm essentially initially yes and there are other people in your realm we've shown me jesus other beings okay very good but that so you're so my question is your realm is not of this realm it's initially...
0: It's within the realm, but yes. It's, it's within the realm. All right,
1: very good. Because this is kind of what people have said about him thousands of years ago, is that Panjushri, who... Oh, so my question is, the sutras, he'll understand this question. The sutras where you're quoted, did those sutras happen on the planet or did they happen in the afterlife, in a conversation with counsel, something like that, some kind of etheric conversation he's saying both oh okay well of course people have repeated them here on earth but i was just talking about the initial conversations between buddha and his disciples did they occur on an earthy plane or another plane could be simultaneous
2: well he showed me them being here but them being
0: risen at their spirit meeting them like the okay he just showed me the two tau you know the the 1111 how you meet in between
1: uh-huh
0: now they're ah. able to jump out of their body and meet them
1: okay so to clarify what Jennifer's saying is we've talked to this with Luana who was the first person who brought us this idea that she helps people to slow their energy down over there uh-huh. and we Elevate our energy through dreams, meditation, out-of-body experience, near-death event, or if you're Jennifer, to a point where you can communicate, and we meet at the decimals between 11 and 11. So what he's saying is is that these conversations that Buddha had with these higher beings was both on this level and also over there. Okay, I understand that. Okay, quick question. I'm going to do a little bit of a quick question thing because we got to talk to Jesus in a second. Uh, aren't they hilarious? Um, so yeah. there you go. let that stop, Kappa. Back to our friend. Oh. Have you ever incarnated on the planet since you were here? Or I'm sorry, my question is: Were you Atisha? Did you incarnate as this guy Atisha? Yes or no? Or like a combo?
0: He just—he told me he skipped that person.
1: Oh. Or, Okay, I'm, that's good to know. I'm, that's my question. So, the Dalai Lama, the current Dalai Lama.
0: Before him,
1: it felt like. Yeah, no, no, before him. Oh, it could be, yeah. I, I could say his name. Gampopo, was that the guy? Yeah. Oh, you know, it popped into my head too. And I can tell you that's a very esoteric name. <laughs> popped into my head. Thank you. All right, it's Kappa. Okay. So, I'm going to ask you about the, the Dalai Lama, the current Dalai his holiness, the Dalai 14th. I once interviewed a monk who lives in his home and he said that he's seen you in his home. Is that accurate? Absolutely. So, how do you feel like the Dalai Lama's doing? Is he doing, I mean, he.
0: That's interesting because I'm like, he needs
2: all the help he can get. And he goes, no, no. Um, He needs more people to chant mantras, more people to be immersed in
0: that, like not he doesn't need help, but the But planet. that's
1: what people need to do. Yeah. In order to connect with their higher selves, in order to connect with each other, in order to connect to you.
0: Planet. Yes. All
1: of it, the planet. Beautiful. Thank you, sir. Is there any question you have for us or any comment you want to make for us, Tong Kappa? Okay.
2: I feel that you reach an audience that hears it now.
1: Thank you. More so than when I was here. (laughs) How about Majushri? Is there anything that you want to say?
2: (laughs) Oh, I've never seen that before. That's so fascinating. They're loving
0: how clean everything is and how clear. Is. <laughs> and then they showed, to the me, way it was. showed me traveling through like smog and traveling through crap. And he's like, so I could, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess you would travel. You do travel, you know. it's am going to ask
1: Manjushri would you show her the thing that you normally carry? They're usually when they do a statue of you. You're, you're, you have two items in your your hands. Did you show that to Jennifer?
0: <laughs> I feel like he wishes he was a um, the belly laughing one or whatever. Like, but I know, obviously not. But
1: no, he's got something in his left hand and something in his right hand. You know, usually in the paintings of him or the.
2: Uh... Oh, and I've never
0: seen. I've never seen that. Turn your phone off.
1: Thank you. Sorry my brother
0: um <laughs> what I was getting is there's like a there's something like a it looked like a grain or something like a, something in his hand that I felt a scroll but I also felt and I know he doesn't have a scroll I oh, hold tell. on
1: you're close but Not there's a scroll but something that's long, long
0: and it, the prayer flag is that the prayer flag no
1: but it's long and you know people might have thought of it as a but it's a sword like a walking stick no, a sword. Is that literally. what you're
0: talking about? You froze. They always see him. Return. You
1: see him with a sword, and he's holding the sword Your up. Your 5G
2: phone ruined it.
1: Oh, but. Wait, oh, sorry, I hear
2: anything. So say it again. Oh,
1: they always show him holding up a sword. Okay. In hand. And the sword cuts through ignorance, and in the okay. other hand he's holding a book, and the book is. Okay. These,
0: something but it looked like you know it was dark but i didn't know it was a it's color. all right
1: you know he's not focused on how people present him right it's like i'm asking him so what was that picture that the guy painted of you 500 100 years ago whatever but i appreciate it, I'll
0: give it that. he was just saying that it, like it felt like something about wisdom so i went to a scroll
1: yeah that's okay that is accurate he cuts through ignorance with his insight majushri Anyway, it's a very esoteric point, but it popped into my radar because here I was reading about Tsongkhapa, who was doing the same kind of conversational questioning with Manjushri. And he was doing it through his friend who was a medium, Umapa. And he would say, well, let's ask Manjushri, what's, what does this section mean about blah, blah, blah? Is it this or that? And Manjushri answered, neither. And I, I realized, oh, he's doing the same thing that we're doing.
0: Yes. But people are listening more,
1: he said. People are listening. So, that was our cue to talk to the Alpha and Omega. Turn off. Because look, it's Easter. We might as well shift gears to our friend.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Okay? So, do me a favor. Describe how he enters the room. What's he look like?
2: He's wearing white this time.
1: Okay.
0: White shirt and like white linen, like
2: pants.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. What kind of shoes? Any? No.
1: No shoes. No. All right. Uh, let's have him shift. Just put you put on some clothes that are a little bit different, something a little bit more playful? For the purpose of our heretical that was, conversation.
0: That looked very playful to me. It looked really amazing.
1: Okay. All right, that's fine. That's no, fine. looks
0: like I don't it, want to
1: criticize the guy. Come on.
0: No, It looked no, he looked actually more modern than he's ever looked. Oh, that's funny. Like a white, nice shirt that fit a tailored, you know, and then a nice just drawstring like linen pants. Yep.
1: He is so freaking trendy. Can and, I ask him a question all right so here's the deal i think i told jennifer about this um but someone reached to me out of the blue and said this is a person who's not christian she was said she was meditating and she was writing down automatic writing what was coming through and she saw you not you jennifer but you jesus Right. And you said to her, and she wrote it down because she sent me a screen grab of it. You need to talk to my friend, Rich Martini. So she had never heard of me. She went online, but, you know, there's a Broadway musical producer and there's a few other Rich Martinis. Right. But she wrote to me and said, are you the guy uh, that I'm supposed to talk to about Jesus? I mean, it freaked her out. We. I haven't spoken to her yet and I will next week. But I want to ask you, my friend, Jesus, your words, not mine, what's up with that? So you would know it was him? Yeah, but I mean, what is it, why bug her? I know who you are. I mean, what was your point in bugging her?
0: Because she was open to being bugged. She
1: didn't discount it. So... You're hoping that we have a conversation and this helps solidify her journey, her path, whatever she's doing?
0: I'm like asking, was she crazy?
1: (laughs) You know, I don't think so. I mean, it was just-
0: I was kidding around and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to- No, no, I
1: know you're kidding. She wrote to me and said, I know this sounds crazy, but you know, and you know, nothing's crazy in this world.
0: Er. So much, whatever to help her
1: a lot okay but you did say something very specific to her that caught my attention which is you said something like we met or you referenced something i was filming or working on august 14 2002 so she sent that to me, and of course, I spent the past week looking up every email, every project I worked on. I have some ideas what I think it was, but could you tell Jennifer what that was you were referencing? Or show it to her, and I can unpack it.
0: Were you in Tibet? In
1: 2002, no. But, I, you know, I was in Tibet. I, was, I took this picture of Mount Kailash in Tibet, but about 2004.
0: Okay, so I got that you were around somewhere. I saw a huge tree with a lot of um, a lot of flags, those prayer flags that they have. Okay. And then I got you, okay, August what was it August?
1: August fourteenth, two thousand and two. Oh, I'm getting your son. Did
0: uh- you? so something with your son?
1: <laughs> okay, for those who aren't aware of my son, in the book flip side, I tell the story and I won't do it now because we only have a few minutes, but he basically said that he had been a monk in Nepal and I asked him where he found me. And he said he mentioned this place over my shoulder, Mount Kailash. And I my brain was blown. And I remembered I was there in 2004 and I had made a wish out loud for a son. And Now, here he was referenced that moment. And this is before he could read or, and he he found a book about Mount Kailash, Robert Thurman's book, Circling the Sacred Mountain with Tad Weiss. He opened up the book, pointed to this photograph over my shoulder and said, that's where I found daddy. But that happened two years after this, Jesus. So is she wrong about the date? Or is that when this was set into motion?
0: I believe that's when it was set into motion. Whatever your son had was finishing up beforehand.
1: Previous lifetime, perhaps. Or yeah. Is that what you're saying?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Wow. I, um, but of course, this relates to me and you, supposedly. Me and you. You're our journey together. Me and you, and Jennifer, of course. And for those who aren't familiar with hacking the afterlife in that book. Jennifer and I did some interviews with Jesus for the first time. I was able to access him through you, asking him questions.
0: I just want to bring something up. So a lot of people get like, "Oh my gosh, you talk to Jesus." Well, people, people that are in the Christian faith, friends, or or anybody that's been to church, let's just say, you talk to Jesus. You just don't do it out every loud. day,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> Hello, oh. and nobody panta de domus sanctus et cum 220
0: doing it out loud. And so please don't judge it. Like don't judge judge it negatively. Judge it negatively because you're what you don't believe people that do that when they when they're at church. You wouldn't judge that, right?
1: (laughs) I totally agree.
0: That thought just came to my head because I was thinking like why was I so nervous? Like people do this every day they talk to God.
1: No, it's true. And and I would have to say to Christians everywhere, our conversations with Jesus are not about us. No. This is a research thing. So if Jesus, if it was somebody else, and we've talked to other avatars, we've had conversations with Krishna and Madurga and other people that have shown up in the pantheon of different religions, and all of them say they're related to the frequency of Jesus. We've heard that consistently. And that frequency frequency being unconditional love. So that would be related to Manjushri. The emanation of love, that would be related to Buddha, that would be related to everybody and in between. So we're not being heretical as yeah. much as we are being theoretical. You like that, Jesus? Do you want to comment on that? Well, listen, it's your it's your big day coming up this weekend. Anything you want to talk about this day other than it's not the way it happened or what do you want to say?
0: listen to Bocelli
1: (laughs) listen to Bocelli on Sunday Andrea Bocelli doing a concert very good
0: listen to music listen to what your heart desires um gratitude just be grateful for everything be grateful for your (laughs) um why did you show me that picture hold on a second don't judge I know
1: Hold on. (laughs) Stop it. He's showing you.
0: Well, he showed me being on the cross. So I'm like, why would you show me that?
1: Okay, let's ask him. Jesus, do you want me to talk about you being on the cross?
0: No. He says, don't be sad about that.
1: Okay, don't don't be sad. But do you want me to say why people shouldn't be sad about that?
0: Let them investigate on their own.
1: Okay allow me to say this which is this we've talked about this and let's ask Jesus this question is the second coming that concept that humans have of you returning to earth is that related to being aware that you never left earth yes that's not so heretical he
2: walks among us yes
1: he walks among us he is accessible You don't have to believe that he's accessible, but you do have to believe that you can talk to people on the other side. So if you want to include in your prayer, besides Uncle Pete and Aunt Betty, this Alpha and Omega dude, what's a good way? Give us a one, two, three. How to reach out to you. What's the best method for somebody who is asking for your intercession to show up on the planet and help them?
2: Close your eyes. Put your hands, put your hands, your thumbs and your hands close to your heart. So, ask for that. And ask for a
0: guiding source to be around you.
1: That's very non-specific, Jesus. Can you get a little more specific? Can we just ask for you?
0: Well, he's saying that, but if you don't believe in that, ask for a guiding source. Yeah, but
1: that's not the question, Jesus.
0: <laughs> finish the process, please. I'm
1: teasing him. Sorry.
0: He's not saying ask for forgiveness. He's saying ask for, because you don't have to ask. It's always around, is his point. Uh-uh. People don't feel that way. Right. It might take them asking to actually feel
1: it. So, if I can clarify Jesus for a minute here. (laughs) I think what he's saying is, so, you do that thing which you're saying. Go inward. Mm -hmm. But generate love. Generate a feeling of compassion. Unconditional love for all beings. And that's how you open yourself up to source. Including him. Which could be, he could be the one avatar that you're looking to talk to. Because look, if Buddha shows up, you'd be kind of like, What are you doing here? I didn't ask for you.
0: Okay, so, what he's saying though, some people don't feel it. You might need to ask for it to start feeling it. Right. You know and, that was his only point. Yes, everything you said was more common. Like you were making fun of him saying that.
1: No, but he knows I like to tease him. Come on.
0: The people that need that not need guidance, but that need love for themselves, they'll feel that if they think it's coming from an outside source before they know it's coming from within.
1: Coming from within. Okay, very good. Listen, that's the question, is how can people connect to Jesus? Now, listen, there's quite a few people out there who feel connected to him Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. And if you mention his name, they'll say, yeah, I'm totally... So what do you have to say to those people who are, who have that incredible feeling of being connected,
2: connected
0: to him, they're connected to love. And they view, they visualize the love as his face or the love as what he stood for interchangeably. So okay. yes, they recognize what love is.
1: Okay. So this weekend, as people are talking about your journey, should we think of it more of as a metaphor
0: Well, yeah, like for Palm Sunday or whatever, you know.
1: That was last week.
0: I know that, but like a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Palm Sunday is a metaphor. Even though it was Sunday. Oh
1: my gosh. (laughs) Anymore. Rich. I know I'm going to hit by lightning. It's going to come right over that mountain. I'm just saying, this weekend, the metaphor.
0: As I noticed, they're not white.
1: Yeah, no, I just, I changed it because people were complaining at these big white Star Wars balloons on my head. But I'm, I'm just saying this, if I may, Jesus, not to speak on your behalf, but to say that the metaphor of the chrysalis that is Easter, which is the body dies, we become this, we go from the caterpillar to becoming this chrysalis, and then outside of the chrysalis emerges this beautiful creature that can fly, and that beautiful butterfly is symbolic of the love that you have for everybody at all times. You love that? That's okay? I don't get kicked around the block for that one? (laughs) All right, but let's ask you, my friend. I know we only have a few minutes with you because Jennifer's out there saving lives, and I'm out there teasing people. What, what would you <laughs> like to pass along to people in this kind of weird time of fear and stress? How can we help mitigate that?
0: Really cool thing that he had just was shown. So when you said fear, he just showed me something that was like this, and then dispersed. That it never stays that it will go away you know you'll have people that have been hurt by this that will go away as well but they won't just the, like the chrysalis just like with the butterfly everything has a time a time limit without time i don't, i
2: won't get into that but see hold on a second to love everything without hesitation
0: or reservation. And the more that you love, the more that it, the fear disseminates. So the more that you love, or the more that you pray, like, thank you, Anthony Bourdain.
1: Diminishes, yeah.
0: The more that you pray for Italy, the more that you put out there and start, that's what like, you know, and then I was showed, you know, all the, all the monks chanting. The more that you do that, the more it comes back to you and your feelings. It is, it is a circle, but whatever you focus on, there is no, there isn't, the universe doesn't have any, you know, it doesn't say, oh, the universe lets you have what you think. So whatever you focus on, try to focus on the love and the light this weekend. Try to so think-
1: Anthony, if I can ask why you just bumped Jesus out of his chair, what did you want to say?
0: He did it. He just showed me because we had the one, two, three before when this all started in our first episode. Anthony Bourdain talked about gratitude and talked about sending love. Oh, right,
1: right. Yeah, I forgot. I can't believe you. You never remember anything.
0: That's because he told me again. I would never know.
1: I know what I'm saying. Oh, that's what makes it so fascinating. So, Anthony, clarify. What are you saying? Say it again, please.
0: Pray for other people other beings, pray with everything you have, send those thoughts and colors out, give food to thy neighbor. (laughs) Like,
2: you
1: know, yeah.
0: Um,
1: Oh, that's a question we can ask Jesus. What about that food thing? It's always been one of those weird miracles they associate with you, changing water to wine or, you know, Sermon on the Mount. Somebody went out and suddenly there was food for everybody. Is that a metaphor? Or what is that? What was that?
2: Everyone gave more.
1: Ah, so people brought food. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, everyone decided that there was enough. And when everybody put out their food from, all right, let me make sure I got this right. This is a huge deal. Hold on. Thank you. Wow. So what he did is that he encouraged with his, with his talk, with him talk, he encouraged people and got, he basically delineated fear and the lack of thereof. And so he said, by sharing, you're going to be able to get more. And by doing So it's that- like
1: a brilliant metaphor
0: what we're what he's saying about love and sending out love it's the same thing there'll be so much more coming back to you
1: and that's what he was referring oh, to oh well that's lovely that's lovely what a wonderful way to put it so the idea of you you generate but as the tibetans call it but it's uncom you know it's unconditional love compassion to other people and because that wave of energy goes out into everybody else they have more. They get more. So love becomes exponentially greater. Based upon
0: boomerang that comes back. That gift. Oh, very cool. Because when you don't have fear, then you get more love. Like it, because it it really is the opposite. So the, if you if you're living fear based where you can, can you only have like a certain amount of um, food, then that's all you're going to have. But if you...
1: So let's... Oh, Luana's got the last minute. Okay. Lou, over to you.
0: Well, Miss
1: Chocolate Bunny.
0: Cut off Jesus? Okay.
1: Yeah, Jesus off to the side. He doesn't mind. We have Luana here. Luana wants to say something. Go ahead, Lou. What do you want to say?
0: I just told him thank you, though. Um, well,
1: thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. way to say it. I'm still in shock. I'm not shocked by it, but I'm, that makes such... It makes it's beautiful,
1: and I'm gonna bring it up with this woman when I talk to her next week, and I'll ask her like, I'll ask her the same questions. Um, well, Jesus, you can have the last word. It's up to Luana. Luana, you want him to have the last word?
0: Like it's he's just showing the Bible's interpretation. So yeah, it's just metaphor.
1: Like, you said that to us before.
0: Okay,
1: beautiful metaphor.
0: Luana loves your hat.
1: Elka dress. She loves. It's-
0: um, she knows that a lot of people feel like they're in it right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's why I'm wearing. It it's the state um, of mind it doesn't yes. exist anymore.
0: Right, and then it's really where they should put the homeless and get them rehabilitated. I feel, and then have people spend the money in San Francisco actually doing that versus I just think I'd be getting them rehabilitated and then going back out in the
2: workforce. But anyway, um. Did we do that? Hold on a second. Uh, I guess so. I did. All right. So out of everything, I don't want to give it to that. Okay.
0: She first said love and share. I'm like, well, I'm kind of mad at Facebook right now, but the (laughs) whole—we'll just put that aside. But love and share, like,
1: share. So that's the two things: love and And, share. So, and they—they relate to everything, including prayer. You share love with prayer. You share food with with your gifts. You share money if you have it. You share. So love and share. It's beautiful. You love your plants. You love your rocks. You love your... So people that are by Love the planet?
0: Love the planet enough to help it and save it. Share I just,
1: your wisdom to heal the planet.
0: You just got in trouble for using too much water doing the dishes.
1: It's weird. <laughs> you know, you guys, try to focus. All right, Lou, anything else you want to say? She loves the cover of her butt. Oh my God! Yeah, it's adorable. Oh, I love the cover really so much. I do too, and I, I have to thank Raphael for that because I was looking for a picture. Oh, I have to thank Luana because this used this picture, just these two guys, used to hang in her bathroom. And when I was looking for a cover for our book, I went through all my photographs, and I remembered I had taken this picture in the Vatican of these two fellas, but I had taken the whole dang thing, and I real and look at the picture of. Jesus there looking,
2: looking born.
1: he's not happy he's like oh look look what I'm back on and these two guys looking up at him anyway it, it, it says everything we want to say about the journey so thank you Luana this was your idea very good
0: well, that's so, what did. I didn't know that
1: you of course I haven't even told you I haven't had a chance to tell you that that was Luana inspired cover
0: it's my favorite
1: very sweet. Well, let's thank everybody that showed up today. I know it sounds bizarre, but we spoke to Kappa. We spoke to Wow, That's
0: all we're doing.
1: And we spoke to Jesus. And you could also argue that this is all metaphor, that we're talking to slices of time, that maybe they aren't the actual people themselves. That's fine. Don't let it disturb your pattern or path. But remember, if you can remember anything about this talk, it's love and share.
0: Oh, love the love. All right, Love
1: the love. Robin Williams, last word. Yeah. Love yeah. you, Jennifer. Thank you again. On behalf yeah. of the planet. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to pause. Stop recording.